Hi everyone, it's me. I'm back with more stories, memories, honoring of loved ones in spirit. I hope that you will take some time, relax, enjoy. Maybe you'll be cleaning. Maybe you'll be listening and preparing for Christmas. Maybe you'll be wrapping presents and listening, driving. Wherever you are and wherever you find yourself in the world, I hope that these stories touch you the way that they touch me. And I have to say, it's such a treat. It's such an amazing blessing to get to have the chance to talk to people about their loved ones in spirit. To be able to honor spirit in this way has been really healing and really beautiful for me. And I think it's been the same for the people that have so graciously, you know, agreed to come and chat with us. And I hope that it touches you too. I certainly feel from the spirit world that they love it. They love the idea that we're connecting in this way. And so whatever I do, whatever I say, whatever I put out there into the world, the intention is that it's going to bring some light. It's going to bring some inspiration and hopefully some healing. So I invite you just to have a listen, take a few moments to yourself and think of your own loved ones in the spirit world, honor them in ways that feel right to you and just to enjoy. So thank you so much for being here as always. If you want to connect with me, the best way is by email, melissawhitemedium at gmail.com. I'm active on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White. I do have an Instagram. It's not, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I do, I am available there too. And so, yeah, just reach out. You have questions. If you're looking or curious about classes, I do teach quite a bit of virtual classes online on Zoom. It works beautifully. So no matter where you are, you can participate. So definitely reach out. I love to chat to people about their own abilities and strengthening their own intuition, their connection and their relationship with spirit. And I am beginning a new class in early 2022. It's called The Enchanted Soul. It's going to be virtual. It's going to be on Zoom. But we're really going to delve into an eclectic, magical kind of experience with spirit. And I am going to have a guest astrology team come and uh, share with us so to do a session on decoding birth charts, which is fascinating, if you ask me. That will be Natalie Wallstein of Soulshine Astrology, for those of you that are familiar or that listened to the episode recently where she was my guest. She's phenomenal. So that's going to be really exciting. I'm ex totally looking forward to that. And also hoping to have a guest tarot teacher who's going to come and actually bring us an introduction to the tarot. So along with that, I'll be working my magic with the mediumship, connection to spirit, working in different ways on a soul level. And it's open to anyone. So if you've, if you've worked with spirit before, I'll meet you where you're at. If you are just starting out, you've come to the right place. I feel I have a special place in my heart for people that are just starting out for beginners. I really, I feel you. I know what that feels like. So I'm happy to help. Anyway, I will stop babbling and just let you enjoy the following Christmas special. Enjoy and God bless. Wonderful. I am back and I'm here with a beautiful guest. Her name's Naomi and she's here to chat with us about some of her loved ones in spirit. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, no, thank you for coming and tell us a little bit about your loved ones that you would like to to share with us. I have a lot of loved ones in spirit and you think it gets easier, but it, it definitely doesn't. It's always hard, but I do find comfort from it. I have grandparents in spirit that I was super close to and I think because we had such a strong connection here in the physical world, it's allowed for a really beautiful connection um, since they've passed. And then I also have aunts and uncles and some very dear friends, which that's almost harder than when family goes, because these are people that are just like so close to me. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have an abundance in spirit. Yeah, you you do. And so tell us a little bit, maybe let's start with, do you want to start with your grandparents? For sure. My parents were, they worked a lot. And unfortunately, they were kind of alcoholics, and I had a rough upbringing. So my grandparents practically raised me. And if I ever needed anything, I phoned them, and they would come get me and they went to all my recitals. And they were always, always there for me. And I had such wonderful memories baking with my with my grandma and doing sports things with my grandfather and we just had a really really close bond. And then when they when they passed away, I felt very empty for a long time and then I was just kind of reminded like they are always with you. When I bake things with my kids, I remember my Nana. And when I look a certain way or do something, I see bits of her in myself. Or when I am outside with my kids, like I think of my grandfather and all the flowers and stuff. Like he had a beautiful garden. And it's just, I think if you're open, they send us like messages and they, they communicate with us the same way they did when they were alive, really. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And what what are some of the signs that you may have received from, from them since they've been in? Well, I read somewhere, or it might have even have been you, that told me that sometimes uh, spirit can leave like coins, like dimes mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. And after my grandfather passed, I started finding dimes. And I've kept them. I have a jar of found dimes, and I'm keeping the dimes. And then one day, I would like to honor him in a very special way with by spending the money and doing something with the dimes. But I have, he passed away, I think it was almost 11 years ago at Christmas, but I have a lot of dimes. So I can't believe how, you know, sometimes I'll find two or three in the same day. Right. And then my grandmother, she really loved rainbows. And so sometimes out of nowhere, I'll see a rainbow, like not just in the sky, but a reflection of a prism or something like that. And, and just her, her mannerisms and the way that she would say things like she would say, Oh, dear. And my daughter will just look at me and say, Oh, dear. And it's like, where would you learn that? How would that like, just just little tiny things like that, that it's like, how, how could it? How could it not be? And then I think the biggest one is when things are really, really bad, like when a lot of life happens and you're going through a, a tough time, I really just, things just work out and they always have. And I don't understand why. And it may not be the way I want them to work out, but mm-hmm. things just have a way of working out. And I really feel like that's kind of my grandparents. Like they're just giving a little nudge to say, I got you. Like it's okay. 
for sure. And I think you, with the dimes, it's it's a definite one of the common signs that spirit can use. And I think because we're aware, we know, we know, and we recognize that it's something that they can really strategically place on on our path in strange places, strange ways, places you wouldn't even expect to to find them. And it seems to me it's usually when either you've had a tough time or you've just you maybe your everything is going great, but you've just thought of them or you've just remembered them in some way and then all of a sudden it appears. So it seems oh, to me absolutely. Yeah. Like if my kids have like a Christmas concert, that's when I'll find a dime because my grandfather would go to my concerts or if I'm having a really tough time and I'm like, oh, I just wish that I had love and support right now. Like I might go out to my car and there's a dime by my car. Like that's when I would find them. Definitely. And isn't it your grandpa who was really instrumental in getting hospice going? My grandfather started the hospice program in BC. That's correct. He yeah. he started the hospice program and he also he had a mine, so he would like mine things and mm-hmm. his goal or his kind of life's wish. He was an orphan and he had nothing and he he wanted to create a beautiful family and then he wanted to be able to leave something to his family and he that even when he was getting older and passing away, I'm not a millionaire. I wanted to leave you with so much. But like even the dimes, I feel like that's part of it. Like that's him giving me the money that he always said that he wanted to give me. Wow. It's incredible. And I feel just from my observation that you have, they do live on both your grandma and your grandpa live on in you because you really do carry that out into the world. The work that you do and the volunteer work that you do and also just like the humanitarian aspect of who you are that's like them especially with your grandpa and I feel like his because he had that um, experience of coming into this world and being an orphan I think that he understood and had compassion in a way that probably not a lot of people have and so I really see that they they live on in you And then also in the things that you teach your children and the way that your kids are being um, raised, that's such a testament to to their love. So that's a beautiful thing to to see. I think so, too. I I really do. um, I do agree with that. And growing up, I saw I saw my grandparents just give and give and give to so many people like they didn't have much. But if you were walking by and you had nowhere to be for dinner, like you were always welcome at the table. And they were always kind to everyone. And they were like, I just watched that growing up. And I just thought, that's what I want to be. And then when people say that I'm, I'm like them, and I'm, I'm similar, I'm just like, I'm just so honored. That's probably one of the highest compliments you could you could give me because they were pretty extraordinary people. You can feel it, you can feel that, that special kind of quality that that they both had and still have and I think too it's it's interesting because lots of times what strikes me is when people have when they go through loss and they're experiencing their grief there's this sense of not knowing what to do with it what can we actually do it's sort of like at times a bit debilitating and I love I always come back to being the things that you love most you know about those people that are passed away and I think that's a beautiful thing to do and 
that's basically what you're saying and what you've you've done and continue to do and that's one way that we can honor them but also it's like you're actively using that love and also using the the pain of the loss and sort of channeling it into and focusing it in a different way and so i i do think that's important for people to know and to maybe take that into account if they're feeling super super lost in their grief it's good to have that perspective it really is and i i find tremendous comfort in knowing that they're with me like even if i can't see them or there've been enough signs that i i feel like they really are with me they're not gone forever side note i lost my stepfather about 2 days ago <laughs> so it's very it's very fresh it's very raw and yeah. It would be easy to go into, like you said, that that grief kind of state. But I'm actually very comforted. He loved barbecue, and and like I hadn't even told the kids or anyone that he had passed yet. And they're like, "Oh, let's have barbecue ribs for dinner." And it's like, how do you how do you not feel comfort from that? Like there there are there's just their way of of just reminding you, like. I may not be here, but I'm I'm still very aware of what's going on and remember the good things that that we did or the good especially when people are sick like he was very sick for a while and he doesn't want to be remembered as sick he wants to be remembered as that funny guy who was making jokes at the barbecue and and I definitely even though I'm hurting right now I definitely want to honor that for sure. Yeah. And it's it's so complicated because I think part of us that logically we know what we know and we also have this understanding that life goes on in the spirit world. It's not it's not the end. But there's still, I think, this real need for us to acknowledge and allow ourselves to be sad and allow for that, but also yeah, like you said, at the same time, we we know that they're still around and they're still with us and there is that comfort in knowing that they can bring us a little interaction and they can bring us some signs of their presence or even just you can feel them and I think sometimes people discount the feeling they think that the only way to really prove it or to kind of know for sure is if it's something tangible concrete in front of you that you see but I think many times it's subtle and it's just a feeling and for us to I think just recognize that that's just as valid and just as real. Oh, for sure. And I, I talk to my loved ones in spirit all the time. And I really, I really feel like, I mean, it sounds kind of crazy, but I really feel like they listen and I really feel like they hear me and they, they're very much aware. They are, and they do hear. And it's one of those things I always put myself in their position too. Like if I was in spirit and I was watching over my loved ones, I would be so thrilled if they would be communicating to me, talking to me, asking me my opinion, like, and, and coming to me still, that would make me feel so good. So I always, I always think, yeah, of course, we can't forget to, to do that. So I think that they're thrilled when they have loved ones here in the physical world, who not only believe in their continuation, but they know it, they know that to be true. So I think it's comforting for both both parties. Absolutely. Anything that you would offer as advice to someone who may be having a, a tough time this Christmas? I mean, I've lost, with my stepfather who just passed, I've lost four people in the month of December. And it can be very sad and very 
difficult, especially because we have this this recent one. But I just find there are some really beautiful and lovely ways that we can remember and honor those that we love. I mean, my children, their middle names are are my grandparents' names, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But at Christmas, especially, like we light candles and we just light the candles and we have them lit and it's an honor. It's kind of a way of seeing and feeling a presence and, and putting a physical like item to it. Like this is us honoring that person or I will bake specifically recipes that I would make with my grandmother and keep them very much alive and pass those along to my children. And I honor her that way. And when with friends that we've lost, we just try to, like, as a family, talk about our most positive memories and, and, oh, you didn't know grandma, my grandma, but you're like her in this way, or I would tell a story. Kids love stories of when they always want to hear about when you were a little girl or when you were a child. So just incorporating those moments is, is really, really beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful gift also to give to your kids for them to have those stories and those insights that you have from the people that have come before them. And I think you're right. Sometimes with the uh, reminiscing and the memories and the stories, I think it's almost something that people used to do a lot more of. And maybe now it's become a little bit of a loss. But I think able to share it's it's a beautiful thing and it's it's something that's felt by the the spirit world as well every time every time they're spoken of every time they're thought of i i see it like they get a little ping like a little ping of energy like a little notification that oh they they're talking about me and they they can kind of come and be very present and close in that moment so it's pretty cool yeah and i also have things that they've given me my grandfather he was a miner, like I said, he wanted to have a mine. And he found like flecks of gold and he melted them down into this gold nugget. And like I wear it all the time and I feel very, very close to him through that. But especially during the holidays and especially when I'm going through something that's difficult, I will wear that necklace or I will wear or hold close something that I know, like I have my Nana's recipe book with all her handwriting in it. Mm. And sometimes I'll just hold it and I'll just rub my hand. You know, you can see where the thumbprint is, where her she smudged butter. But like, she's just so much a part of that. Like, I'll just keep it with me. I love that. I love it. Well, I certainly thank you for sharing about your, your loved ones in spirit and very much want to say my heart goes out to you for this, especially this recent loss that is so fresh, but thank you for coming and, and being a part of this special episode. I know that it's going to touch people and we'll be thinking about you guys and thinking about your loved ones on Christmas. Well, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. It was really wonderful. Any chance to talk about my loved ones, I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's important to celebrate them. So thank you so much. All right, so I am back. I've got Tasha here with me. Welcome. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. And how are you? Good, you know, just enjoying what the season's bringing so far. Christmas is always crazy. So just kind of enjoy the relaxing moments when you have them, you know? That's it. Definitely. Now tell us a little bit about the person or the uh, people um, in spirit that you'd like to share with us today. 
Yeah, so I'm very lucky. Um, I'm part of very two big families and our grandparents are everything when we are kids and we were raised by them. So unfortunately, three out of my four grandparents that I had have passed. So I think the Christmas season's always a little bit sad that they're not here. Makes me sad thinking about it, but I'm very lucky to have the family that I have. We've been through a lot and I know that uh, my grandparents see a lot of what's going on and we're very lucky. I, I actually I do get a lot of signs and I talk to them a lot. I talk to them a lot. Like it's embarrassing how much I talk to them. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm putting this star on the tree. And they're probably oh. like, we get it. We hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that that's actually so natural and normal. And it's just that Lots of times people feel a little bit like weird or strange because they feel like they're talking, just talking to themselves. But to be honest, every time you speak, uh, speak to them, about them, have a thought of them, it's because they're already right there. So they're, they're so close to you. And it just, we've chatted before and I just have this sense that like you have such a connection to them that it's Mm -hmm. very much apparent in the way that you live your life. So some of the things that you say, some of the things that you do, the way that you do certain things is yeah. definitely influenced by your 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 grandparents and the way that they sort of may have taught you or just things that you've you know you've kind of picked up over over time. Yeah, and I was very lucky because I got to experience them on a much closer level than I think a lot of my cousins didn't. I lived with a set of my grandparents for almost two or three years. And yeah. so you really get to see their day-to-day life and what they do and where they struggle and things like that. So there are mental notes that you take, I think, as a kid that you sit there and you're like, okay, I need to watch myself for this. Like, like an example would be both sides of my family have history of diabetes and heart attacks and stuff like that. And now as an, as an older adult, I've seen it so much more past my parents. It's more than just watching my my own parents go through their own health struggles. But now it's like, this goes back farther than that. And you really need to take care of yourself. So that is something that when I have a, a mental note like that come up in my head when I'm going through something or when I'm not feeling well, I just have to remember that I come from a generation of family members who didn't have the luxury of sick days and didn't have the luxury of taking mental health days and that they're there for a reason and to take them when I need them. Yeah. So we're very oh. lucky. And yeah, I don't know. I love that. I love that. And can you tell us a bit about the the grandparents that you lived with? Yes. So my grandparents' names were Rosa and Joe Cristiano. And it was a classic Italian family. I think me and my brother probably gained like 30 pounds living there because she like made pasta for breakfast. Like it was at all times of the day. All It didn't matter what time it was. She's like, yeah, you want pasta? I'll make it for you. Like, And it was made like in a matter of seconds. Like no time was wasted. But it was such an experience because you really get to see their life through a very small lens, of course, through your own eyes, but to see them in their natural habitat of doing watching Jeopardy or watching whatever Italian soccer game is on in the garden and during the winter when they put their Christmas decorations up and they put up our stockings, like that that kind of slower life that we don't really get to see nowadays. And I think as most other children who didn't live with their grandparents, they know their grandparents as a like a visiting place you go there for an hour two hours three hours or and then you come home but yeah. living there it's so different you have to it's obviously their house their rules as well so you have to abide by their rules and what they do and 
it's just such a different experience and just to watch them live their life and the banter back and forth it, it almost makes me happy to see my parents banter back and forth because it reminds me of all the stupid little fights that my grandparents used to get in and of course we're Italian we're loud we're very I mean loud is literally the only way I could explain it I mean the house rattles when we all get into the one house and just party or whatever because there's so many personalities in one place but it's just really nice to have seen that they're their life through my lens and being so grateful for that experience because a lot of my cousins had no idea when Mm -hmm. my grandmother watched maybe like a multiple of us at one time she always called me or my brother because we knew what she needed and one of them didn't speak English at all so it was it was one of those things that she said one word and then I got it so and my cousins never picked up on that so I was really lucky and I was lucky to pick up the language a little bit not much but a little bit more than the basics like one notch above zero to be honest but it was better than nothing really (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well it's kind of a unique experience it's kind of a cool um blessing that you were able to have that time and those memories that no matter how much time goes by and how much time they're in spirit and you're here, you'll always have those. Very, very often go back on and it's kind of molded the way I want my life to be. And I would be very lucky to live as long as they both, as long as all three of them actually have lived. I mean, very, very lucky at, you know, about 20 years old to still have all four, three grandparents at least. Very rare, I think nowadays that grandchildren are so old that they see at for example on that side of the family I'm one of 13 grandchildren and that's with four or five great-grandchildren like my grandparents were so lucky to see that like there were so many of us mind you bigger families were more common back then because my mom is the baby of six and my dad is baby of four but you don't see that very often like and mind you unfortunately not all of us talk now but Even when we were together, it's like a mosh pit because there's so many of us. (laughs) Right. Amazing. Amazing. And have you noticed any signs from your grandparents like since they've been in spirit? What I did find right off the bat, I think when my first grandfather died, I was still very young and I did not process his passing very well because I didn't, not that I didn't know what was going on, but there was almost too much going on in my life for me to understand one small portion of it but there was I I was very grateful enough to get in touch with you and you had mentioned to me on my reading that my grandfather sends feathers and it was funny because my mom and I are sitting there you know having our reading with you and we were like we've never seen one feather anywhere and then ever since then I see them in the most random places like for for perspective like I work in a hospital and where would I ever see feathers yeah. Like I see them all the time at work. That's crazy. And sometimes it's the, that is the case. I find that I'll either, cause I'm always, I'm always curious. It's something that I always want to know from spirit, either what signs have they been using or what signs mm-hmm. are they going to, if, if they, they yeah. can show me. And sometimes Absolutely. I will say, 
I'll say things and people are like, oh yeah, that's good. But they don't, I can tell they're like, mm, I don't know. I haven't noticed that or I haven't seen it yet. Right. And I'm always, I'm always assured by spirit. It's okay. Just wait. Because it's almost like once we talk about it, once they have a chance to bring it up, then all of a sudden they can make that happen and you'll notice. And so it's kind of cool. Even though in the moment I'm always like, oh, like I always want people to for it to make sense like in that second in that moment yeah. but it is really neat that afterwards sometimes it actually is sort of like a gift that you get to kind of receive after the fact so that's kind of cool absolutely and one unique experience that I actually came across about maybe two months ago is that I was just for perspective for people that I work I work in the lab so I do all the blood work and stuff like that and I was actually with a patient and she had a feather on her on her arm. And I said, oh, my God, I love your feather. Once I was telling her my experience, like once I was with the medium and she told me that my grandfather sent me feathers. And she's like, that's so funny. She goes, I was told the same thing. And I see them everywhere. And I was Aww. like, oh, my God. And it actually turned out that her her grandparents were Italian as well. And she had her grandmother's writing alongside the feather. And I have both grandfather's like signatures on my hands. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we just had like this moment together she was crying I was crying I was like oh my god this is way this is crazy like that we had such a like similar experience and being told like the same thing and we see the same things and having the same tattoos like it was so wild there's no there's no coincidence there's no doubt no. that your loved ones and her loved ones somehow orchestrated that meeting and then mm-hmm. basically allowed you guys to have that moment and it's pretty it's pretty healing when you have that with a stranger it's just a connection but that's absolutely beautiful I was actually as I'm sitting here I felt that one of the grandpas I'm trying to see which one I think that he actually is going to bring you music this Christmas and I don't know, I don't speak Italian or anything like that, but I did hear mm-hmm. something that kind of like, or I actually, I didn't hear it. I see it. It's like B-U-O-N and then it says like Natal or something. Like, I don't know if that's a Christmas song, but just like in, in Italian or what. Bon Natale in, in Italian is Merry Christmas. Okay. I don't know if, the, okay, so there's probably not a song called Merry Christmas, but I just feel like there's going to be like a, maybe an Italian, maybe in a Christmas song in Italian or something, something, mm-hmm. it almost sounds to me like Silent Night, but maybe you'll hear it at a point where you're just thinking about him, or maybe you'll hear it in a moment where you're kind of like having another sign that happens at the same time. I'm not sure, but it feels like there will be something to do with music and uh, a moment where you're going to have that feeling of like, oh, they're with you. So I'll, I'll be curious to see. Like, uh, that's cool. But it just see, it seems like um, Christmas time, I think, in many ways, the focus, because the focus is on togetherness and, and creating memories and stuff, it's amazing. But then also at the same time, it can be really tough because we are reminded of the physical loss that there's Absolutely. some of our loved ones that are not physically present. So anytime that we can kind of talk about, share stories of and keep those loved ones in spirit really present and alive with us. I think it's helpful. I think it is healing for people to be able to have those experiences. So mm-hmm. it's certainly wonderful to to share that, I think, with people. Absolutely. And I think, I think in general, everybody has gone through a lot these last two years. And I think sometimes we get caught up in the things that we are excited about, like going out and 
spending Christmas with family members and stuff like that. But I think for me this year, I don't know why, especially it's been, I think, harder for me. I don't know. I don't, I feel like the more I, I want to, I'm not really into wrapping gifts right now. Like, do I really want to put up the Christmas tree? No, but I have to, because that's our tradition. But sometimes I'm like, I'm just not into this Christmas spirit right now. Like, I think it makes me more sad knowing that things have changed so drastically since these people have passed and it upsets mm. me but you have to move on with your life and I think they wouldn't want me to sit and dwell in that moment and they want me to enjoy my life I'm very grateful for the life that I live and for all the good problems that I have I mean there are so many things I could list off that are going on that you know make me crazy but are good good problems to have and I feel like it was probably it's a mixture of stress with the Christmas season and other things going on in people's lives and I think just not having them here makes it a little bit harder every time but I think that's with every with every holiday or every thing you celebrate I mean I'm going to feel like this when I get married I'm going to feel like this when I have my my first child I'm going to feel like this for any little event I mean I know in spirit they're always going to be there I feel them here all the time like I said, yell, talk, scream at them. But it's funny that you say music because I actually, my one of my grandfathers and I used to breed birds. That's what we, we did. And he gave me this one bird because he never sang. Mm-hmm. He's like, just take him. He doesn't sing. I don't know what to do with him. Just just take him, whatever. Yeah. And that bird sings all the time here. He's never once not sang here. Like if music's going on or the TV's on, if he's not close to the TV, he won't sing because I don't think he can hear it. But the minute you move him closer to the TV, it's like, oh, my God, someone put a towel over him. He's driving me nuts. Like, he sings so much. What kind of bird is he's He's a mix of a wild bird. And, like, I I don't know what the other one was. I can't remember. But my grandfather used to, like, catch wild birds and, like, almost, like, make them into house birds. And then he just happened to, he's like, I just want them to make a baby. I don't know. And then, sure enough, it happened. And it's funny now because this bird is not in a cage with another bird. It's just mm-hmm. her. And she started laying eggs. What? And I was like, it's so weird. And so my mom and I talked to the vet, like, should we be worried? Like, not that we're really going to do anything for this bird, because I mean, I can't imagine yeah. taking that bird to a vet. Like, how the hell are they going to do that? But he said, yeah, he said when they're happy, they lay eggs and they're not fertilized. It's kind of like having a period pretty much. And uh, he's like, it's just a sense, it's just a sign of them being happy. That's all. It's oh, the wildest wow. thing I've ever seen. And we tried to like get her to like fly down to like this little kind of uh, bed that we made for her so she could lay the egg like safely. But I think she doesn't know what's happening. So she gets flustered and then she is up higher in the cage and the, the egg drops so it does crack. But it's like the wildest thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do I have the immaculate conception happening at my house? Like, I have no idea. Like, I am... I am the mother of the bird Jesus Christ. Like I, I this is what it is. Like I'm accepting that. <laughs> That's amazing. I just, I mean, I think it's just, it's cute too because it's like he, he feels so happy that this bird is like laying the eggs. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I just remember sometimes that when I, like I, that grandfather that the bird is connected to, I find I don't get a lot of signs from him. So I just kind of take when the bird makes a squawk or something either in the middle of the night or just randomly throughout the day I'm like okay that's I'm going to take that as my sign because there's nothing else that he would send me to be honest yeah and um I wouldn't expect anything less (laughs) or anything else from him he was the quieter grandparent out of the four Mm -hmm. um 
So I just take hit the, the singing from the bird or even the last time when I had my reading with you, that bird did not shut up the entire time that I was in recording with you. Oh, isn't that interesting? You got to wonder because there's times when it's the same thing with dogs, cats, like any like animal, especially if they had a connection with the person who's coming through, they yeah. will. They will be very vocal during the readings. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So that is very interesting. Definitely. Yeah, totally. And we have, I have three dogs, but my, my smallest one, her name's Kia. She actually lived with my other set of grandparents when we were living at the other grandparents, which they both lived a block away from each other. And oh. we were we were really worried that when my grandfather died, that she would kind of pick up on that because mm-hmm. she's nine. She's nineteen years old. This little dog. She's oh, wow. she's so old. But we thought that she would pick up on that, and we were like kind of worried, like, okay, is she gonna go too? Because that was my her, her favorite person was my grandfather. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And when we brought her back to my grandmother's the first time after he had passed, I think she was super confused. She, didn't, mm-hmm. she, I think she knew what was going on, but she kind of played it off like, okay, what's going on here? Like, what, what are you not telling me kind of thing? And yeah, she's been back here or there, but she's also older. So she sleeps a lot during the day. But there was a second there where we were like, oh God, is she going to go too? Because he's there. Like, take anybody else but the dog. God. Like, yeah. <laughs> But he did take a bird. I think he took his bird with him. I think it was about a good month or two after he had passed. And that the bird, the other bird that he had trained pretty much since that bird was a baby had a stroke and died. And I was beside myself because I was so close to this grandparent, especially being an older, like being older and having that grandparent. I was absolutely devastated. But, but I think, and I asked you, I'm like, does he have the bird? Does he have the bird? And you're like, yeah, it's there. He's there and he's singing. And I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. As long as he's not alone, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They never are, but it is really, it is comforting to know who they're with. And sometimes it's surprising. Sometimes it's really surprising that they can actually reconnect with pets that were meaningful to them even when they were kids. So sometimes people will talk about reconnecting with this certain dog that they had. And it's like, wow, this is from their childhood. And they passed when they were like in their 80s or something. Or lots of times, like I find with grandmas when they come through, if they lived a long life, Mm-hmm. And they were like elderly when they passed. Sometimes they'll have a baby. Like they'll talk about a baby in spirit that they either right. miscarried or if there is, well, there still is still birth, but maybe, you know, happened. I don't know. It seems like it happened a long time ago, but there is a sense that those babies come through too. And sometimes that's just really, I think, surprising to some people. They're just like, oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. But it's Absolutely. incredible who they who they reunite with and it's essentially anyone who's ever been meaningful you know to them so it's pretty it's pretty fascinating to to know that those reunions take place oh yeah I mean I I had an aunt uh, passed away not too long ago and it's in a way it's very beautiful the way that my family kind of looks at things is that yes that person has passed but think of the party that they're having up there for her right now yeah, Like that's how my family, my mom and I, at least, and a couple of my aunts, that's what, how we looked at it. We're like, oh, what a party. Like it must be up there. They're, they are so excited that she's there and embracing her and they're going to show her the ropes around there and they're going to figure it all out. And it, it's truly like a new life. And I think that's the way we like to look at it because, I mean, with a big family like that comes a lot of loss very quickly. And 
Italians are very superstitious. We say that they happen in threes mm-hmm. and it, it never fails. It happens every single time. And yeah, that's just how we like to look at it. And that's the first thing that we usually say like, oh, my mom or my grandparents are so happy she's there. And with the Santa in particular, she had a lot of things going on in her life and that people didn't necessarily know about. And if you didn't come to her funeral, you had no idea. But the first thing my mom said is, you know, I'm so happy that she gets to go up there and now and she doesn't have to, to, to say her piece because they already know what's been going on. And they're going to be able to celebrate her and live life with her up there. And they're happy. They're having a celebration. Like my mom always says, my parents are cooking up a storm. And oh, an Italian. Nona's so happy that she's there. She's going to cook her her favorite meal. And she's probably cooking pounds and pounds of bread and pasta. And like, what a way to look at it. Some people don't look at it that way. Yeah, that's the way that I see it. And also like these... Lots of times I'll see that they have this major family dinner and the the food they used to have in life. And they'll show me lots of times they're playing cards or they're doing doing the things that they used to do together in the physical world. So it's it's all a joyful reunion, definitely. Yeah. And playing cards is something that they did. So that's funny you say that. (laughs) Both grandmothers are big cooks. So. Uh, I mean, anything they make is incredible. So we're very lucky to have had the food that we've had and that we, luckily for me, I still have one grandmother here who continuously, you know, cooks and whatever, less now because she's getting a bit older, but still just having, be able to have that one grandparent still here at, you know, the age of 25, I feel like it's super rare. My grandparents or my mom's grandparents weren't here as long, as old as I am right now. So I'm very lucky to have had them throughout more crucial years than you think. I think a lot of kids have their grandparents or certain aunts and uncles when they're really little and they don't remember. And I'm very lucky that I I had them for as long as I did. And I remember what I remember because I have, I look at and the technology that we have and had during, you know, their time, because I can't tell you the amount of videos that I have of my grandfather just doing funny things or bird things and just like I would never have those videos if I didn't have him at the time of my life that I did because if I was in high school I wouldn't be there as much I would be you know playing my sports or at school whereas when I'm in my 20s I have a little bit more of a luxury of time and I was able to be there a lot and take a lot of videos and it just to hear his voice once again beautiful I think those that yeah those are so precious and definitely hold on to those and keep those for sure well, yeah. I, I thank you so much. It's so lovely to chat with you again and to have you um, share about your your beautiful grandparents. And tell us, I know you've got your, your podcast, so tell us about uh, the name of your podcast. Yes. So my podcast is called The Tea with Tash Podcast. I love having people on like you who share their gifts, whether that's a gift such as yours or people in business, anything. I just, anything that's relevant to my life, I love to have people on and learn more about it. You guys can find me anywhere podcasts are. So that's Spotify, Apple, literally anywhere. And yeah, it's it's a great little platform to have and just hustling like we all do. That's it. TV Tash Podcast. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Wonderful. So I'm here with Stacy, and she's going to share with us about a loved one or maybe even a few loved ones in spirit. So welcome, Stacy. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. So tell us about the person or people you would love to share with us today. 
So we have in our family several people who have crossed over, and it, it's been quite a few over the years. But the one that's closest to me is my mom. I would have to say it's my mother that passed, and I feel her every single day with me. Beautiful. Now, tell us about her. I mean, I know because I've <laughs> um, connected with her before, but uh, and we've chatted. But tell our listeners about your mom and kind of who she is. So my mom, she was she was definitely a, an empathetic and wonderful human being. Every time she walked in a room, she lit it up. She, you know, like everybody that walks this earth, she had her struggles that she had to face and she overcame them. And she did that with such uh, charisma and love that she inspires me every single day. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, how long has it been since she's been in spirit? So her, the anniversary of her passing is actually coming up. So January 4th, it will be 13 years, which is hard to believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. many, that much time has passed. Like sometimes you sit and you think, oh, it feels like yesterday that I was with her and that we were sharing laughter. and, And then other days it's like, my gosh, she's missed so much. Or I feel that uh, she hasn't been here for so long, but yeah, it's been, it'll be 13 years on January 4th. Wow. And how has that been for you as far as your grief? Have you noticed that it has changed or shifted over time or is it sort of uh, kind of like comes in waves as they say? Yeah, it's kind of like an ebb and flow for sure. I feel my mom with me every day. I talk to her all the time. We share stories about her, which is very comforting to me. So it's everybody that's ever known her. We share the stories and and my daughter will be turning 13 in February. So she was born just shortly after my mom passed. And my daughter speaks of her as if she was here. So a lot of the times people actually are surprised that don't know my family or myself or my daughter that my mom isn't here with us in the physical world because we speak of her as though she is because we do feel her. Even my daughter feels her. we feel that we get signs all the time. Well, we do get signs all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my grief, though, it, it, I mean, it's still, it, there's still those times when you wish you could have that physical touch, that hug, that you could just call her on the telephone and, and her respond in, in the way that your friends do or that other loved ones do here in the f- physical world. But we've adjusted and we write her letters every year on her anniversary and we find a waterfall and then we read the letters out to her. Uh, so that it's kind of that physical aspect too of letting her know what we've done in the last year, even though she knows it's it's a way of yeah. sharing. And so that that's a beautiful that's a beautiful experience for my daughter and I to have as well, and to keep my mom's memory going. And so that Leah has aspects and pieces of her grandmother that she can share and continue on when her family starts to grow. Definitely. I mean, all of those are beautiful ways, beautiful little rituals that you do that really, really continues that legacy of love. And I'm always sort of touched by the fact that because you have this openness to spirit, and so does your daughter, but then also because of that bond, that's such a strong 
sense of connection between your mom and yourself and your daughter. There's a sense that, yeah, she is, she is right there. But I love that you guys can feel that and you experience that in such a tangible way. So that's, that's amazing. What about some memories, some favorite memories of you and mom that you would share with us things that bring you comfort when you think about them? Oh, there's so many that I draw on at different times, for sure. My mother was a huge lover of Christmas. It was her Mm -hmm. favorite time of year. She felt that gathering with friends and family and just the lights and all the baked goods and the food and gathering around food and sharing stories. It was it was a big part of who she was and who she continues to be for us. Most of the decorations and different things that I have were actually my mother's. So we pull those out every year. So those are, are, are great memories for me. But I think the one that sticks with me the most, that I cherish the most and that I feel the most privileged, I guess, that I got to experience it with her was actually her passing. And I know some people, when I share the story, they kind of look at me because it brings me comfort because it was such a a sensitive time and and such uh, a loss in, in the way that she was passing, but she was very open and leading up to her death, she, she actually moved in with me and she shared different things with me that I would have never known had she not been with me. Like she shared that just days before her passing, my grandmother and my cousin Shane, who had already crossed over, actually had visited her. And they had been visiting her several times prior to this and just sitting there not saying anything. And it kind of freaked my mom out, she shared. They're just sitting there and they're not saying anything and it's bothering me. And I can remember at one point, my aunt, who is the mother of Shane, had said to her, well, ask them what they want. My mom jokingly was like, I'm not going to ask them. And she kind of laughed it off. But then just days prior to her passing, she said that they had visited her and and that they had told her they communicated with her. Shane was there to help ease the fear of passing because he was kind of the comedian in our family, but he had such a huge heart and just everybody kind of drew on on him for just making them feel at ease in different situations. So, and he explained to mom that that's why he was there. And my grandmother explained to my mom that she was there to help her crossover. And it brought my mom comfort. And my mom at that point said to us, I'm not afraid of dying anymore. Wow. That's profound. It was so right. Like I've got goosebumps right now, even just sharing the story. And it kind of made me sit back as well and go, wow, like, Maybe it's not anything that I thought it was. And she Mm -hmm. said, uh, so now the feeling that I'm left with, she explained to us, was what she was leaving behind, not death itself. It was that she knew she was leaving all of these wonderful people. And and I was pregnant at the time. So she, she was sad that she was leaving as I was going to have this beautiful life come, Mm -hmm. come into the world. But it was that, that time that I cherish that because it's, it's actually shaped the way I view death now and the way that I talk openly with my daughter about death now. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. It it actually made the transition, I think for me much easier because I knew she was with loved ones and that she was okay with dying. And yeah, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful experience. As emotional as it was, it was, it was very beautiful. Mm. Well, what a gift. What a blessing for her to be able to have 
that experience and then in turn for you because it certainly would give you that comfort and I think it is a real privilege to be with somebody at that time when they're sort of at the threshold between this life and the next life it's it's kind of this exquisite beautiful heart-wrenching difficult trying but also amazing kind of experience and the times that I've been with people close like that are very close to passing there's something really there's something really sacred about that time and there's something really uh, beautiful so yeah to be to be able to have had that time with her I think also is a really huge blessing because I have a feeling for you you were able to say all of the things that you would have wanted to say to her and vice versa Absolutely. I mean, and we shared so much and we, and we were blessed as well. I know people sometimes can look at that as, as conflicting as well, but she was diagnosed terminal. So we actually had six months that we knew that she was going to pass and not everybody has that. And so in that time, it was my mother's decision that she decided I'm not going to do treatment. I'm not going to do those things. I want to have quality over quantity. And Mm -hmm. we really just rallied around her and said, okay, what do you need? What do you want? And we'll make that happen. And I think that her idea and her way, because she always was thinking of other people, was to keep us busy and and creating (laughs) all of this stuff for her. But in sense, it was to help us process that she was passing. And so again, right, she was, she was, uh, selfless and and always thinking of other people even even until the last day she was up dancing and and I remember my roommate at the time Sandy she got up and it was a get a haircut get a real job that song and she was with her walker and she was like boogieing and and Sandy was you know singing away and that was just my mom like she knew it was getting close to that end but she was still trying to make those memories so that when she was gone we could draw on those and that's something that you you can't express thank you enough for the way and the grace and and just the the love that she had for everybody else. It it feels like she was trying to protect everyone and trying to stay sort of mothering everyone until the very end. Oh, 100%. And and there was times I remember when she was in palliative before she came back to the house where she was crying in a face cloth in the washroom and because she was dealing with pain and she was dealing with her sense of loss and and just coming to terms with everything. And she didn't want anybody else to see that. And those were the times when I crawled into bed with her and said, it's okay. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. All of those emotions are okay. And I'm here for you. And, but still in her mothering, mothering way, she was like, Oh, I'm okay, hon. It'll be fine. Hon. <laughs> you know, like, You know, it's so interesting because lots of times moms come through in readings and there's a common theme that moms, that is the way, like even in their like most difficult, challenging times, like that they're going through either illness or pain or they're facing their mortality, the end of their physical life. So many times what I get from them is that they they were basically trying as much as they could and they were focused on the kids here, the people here, their loved ones here. 
and that's sort of their their focus. So it always strikes me as is just absolutely so incredible and beautiful the strength that models have. Absolutely. Yeah, my mom even had gifts for my daughter up until she was eight or has gifts up to her for until she's oh, 18. So the first Christmas after she passed, because she passed on January 4th, my daughter was born in February. And then the next year I get this box in her handwriting with all these what? gifts and I didn't know anything about it. So I'm bawling. And, and then, and then I see where it's mailed from, which was from her sister, Prince yeah. of the Island. So I call and I'm like, ah, and I'm crying. And how could this happen? And, and my aunt said, Oh, you don't know. Oh, you need to sit down because I'll need to tell you what your mother did. So she wrote letters when she first gets her heart broke for when she graduates school for when, yeah. And I just thought to myself, when did she do this? Like I was with her. That is yeah. the most beautiful thing I may have ever heard. I- oh, I, and I, at first I, it, it hurt so bad because it was the first Christmas and she wasn't here. And so it took a little bit, and that's probably the human, the human side of us that it took a little bit and, and because it hurt her not being here physically, but then after like, what a beautiful gift. And now I look forward to it. And I, I get these cards with her handwriting and, and these beautiful words still, and it's 13 years later. And what an amazing, what an amazing gift to keep on giving. And that that is just like so incredible. It's, it's like emotional for me just to even think about it. I just think, wow, what an, what a truly amazing gift that she gave you guys. Yeah. And for, for Leah to have those actual words from her grandmother, like, wow. uh, like I'm tearing up thinking about it as well. Yeah. You know, coming no, there's close. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, I think there's nothing more precious than that. That's absolutely beautiful. Well, what kind of, I mean, I, I sort of know because we've, we have chatted about mm-hmm. this before, but what kind of signs have you, have you received from her over the years? Well, in one of the letters, uh, speaking of which, <laughs> she had written a letter before her passing. And in the letter, she explained that on dragonfly wing, she would bring messages from heaven. That's how right. she put it in. And butterfly kisses for my daughter. And still to this day, there could be times when you feel that you need your mom the most or, or, or you're celebrating something and you're really not even thinking about it. And all of a sudden, a dragonfly will just come and be present. And it's, I know dragonflies are around all the time. They're around water and this and that. But these are different. They'll, the dragonflies will come and hover in front of us or they'll follow us. Like, and those are, that's the difference. And in those moments, then you think of her. And in those moments, you go, hi, mom, welcome or thank you. And the dragonfly is still there. And that's the difference. And that's when we know, oh, that's got to be Grandma Tish, we call we say all the time. I don't say Mama Tish. We say Grandma Tish. But there's other things as well. There's music that plays or different scents. It, it, at the, the smell has been more prominent this year for me than any other year. And I don't know if it's because it's year 13 and it's harder to hear her voice unless I, I listen to videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now there's those certain smells like her laundry and, and her perfume and cinnamon is a big one. Oh. And it, yeah, and it kind of remi- 
reminds me of different times when she was living in Boyle, Alberta, which had never really popped up before. So it's interesting. And uh, so I'm savoring those moments and I still talk to dragonflies now. People buy me dragonfly things as well because everybody knows the story. Mm -hmm. And it'll be strange too because there'll be people that will call me or or they'll send me a message and they'll be say, your mom was with me today. And I'll be like, how wonderful. Where were you? What happened? And then they'll share the story and they'll, and they'll share how a dragonfly just came and hovered or followed them. And, and in that instant, they thought of my mom and that's how we know that that's the message from her. If you're out and and you don't think of that person, I think that's the difference, right? So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to me. And I cherish those moments. And Shane, oh, Shane is yeah. uh, another one for my family, especially. So anytime mm-hmm. I get together with his sister who lives out here mm-hmm. and we'll have conversations and we'll be sharing our memories. And of course, our memories are completely different. We right. have we have similar ones, but we have different experiences with him. And so we'll be sharing those and then we'll get in the car and every single time Guns N' Roses Paradise City plays. It's like, and then we'll start laughing because we're like, okay, that's shame. And, and those are the moments, those are the little, those are the little times and where we can sit and we can laugh and we can go, okay, Shane, enough now. Like, <laughs> we, yeah. and it, it's just wonderful. It's, it's one of these things that I think is so incredible because in those moments you do get this sense that there's a bit of a bridge between the physical and the non-physical. And it's almost like they come together in those moments. And I really think because you have, for you, it's not like you need to be convinced or you need it to be proven to you. You already know that they're with you and you, you trust that. So then when these sort of magical signs come, the synchronicities, those moments, you're you're so attuned to it. So it's just natural. So it can happen. And I think that's the key is just being really open. And each time you experience it, having that gratitude, and then letting go and saying, okay, it's not as though you're forcing it, you're not forcing the signs or, or sitting there trying to make them, you're just allowing them to come as they will. And so I think that's, that's the way that's the way to receive them for sure. And it's such a beautiful thing. And I know after we had our group session with you many years ago now. Yeah, it, it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But several people that were there are, are also starting to be more open. And yeah. when we're together, they're getting signs. And I'll say something. It, it's kind of it, it, like I'll say something just out of the blue when we're talking. And then they'll look at, they'll give me this look like, oh my gosh, like so-and-so used to say that. And I was just thinking of them and I was like, well, they must be here with you. Thank them. Yes. Let's like, and, and we just, it, now it's just becoming a, a, an everyday day occurrence. And, and I yeah. find it beautiful and I find it, it helps with grieving and it, it helps, does. it helps with accepting that they're not here in the physical world, but knowing that you can connect with them at any time. And however that is, And some people are looking so hard for signs because they want to connect so bad and they feel so lost because they're not. And just explaining to them to just, it's okay and it it will come and just continue to talk and continue to share their memories and, and continue to be in that love that you had with them. And that's Mm -hmm. what matters. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it is, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you slice it, when there's a physical loss, the person 
leaves the physical body, there there's always going to be that difficulty, the pain, the sadness, and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I think the beautiful thing is that once once we start to recognize that Yes, we can honor that, that yes, that is part of the part of the process, but also be able to celebrate and be able to keep them Mm. alive and present with us and still talk to them and interact and uh, like honor them with the the rituals and the things like that. All of those things together, I think really help us to maintain that bond and that relationship with them because it's not, it's not the end, but it's, it's a continuation of that relationship. So I, yeah, I'm just so thankful to be able to chat with you and to, to talk about your amazing mom and also Shane, your loved ones in spirit and just wish you and your daughter the most amazing, beautiful Christmas. And uh, we'll be keeping your mom in our thoughts. Definitely. Oh, thank you, Melissa. And thank you for having me. And if anybody gets a special message uh, for Grandma Tish when they're out eating, know that we are sending, sending love. Ah, oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, we do that uh, every year on, on Christmas, around Christmas and her anniversary. We pay for a meal from Grandma Tish. So, um, oh, that's yeah. a beautiful way. Yeah. I love, I love that. I love that. That's amazing. Yes. Thank you, Melissa. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hi, everyone. So we're back. I've got a beautiful guest here today, Donna, and she is going to share about some of her loved ones in spirit. So welcome, Donna. Thank you. And tell us a little bit about your loved ones in spirit that you'd like to chat about, you'd like to honor today. Um, My dad, Cliff. So how spirit kind of came to me even before he passed was probably a week before he died. I was sitting in my room practicing violin because I had just started and my dad tried to play the violin when he was younger. So he thought it was actually pretty cool that I was trying to play it. Definitely. Yeah. So what happened is a week before he died, a huge dragonfly huge came right up to my screen door because I was in my bedroom and it just landed there and it actually, it died there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was there for quite a while. And I was saying to my husband, I go, I think that's my dad. I think he's come to, to listen or just be close to me. And then my husband goes and he looks, he's like, Donna, he's like, it's dead. It died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. That was like, but I, I really did feel like it was um, my dad that had come there. And then it was a week later that my dad passed away. Wow. And with that also, it's so almost like his spirit's way of coming to say his goodbye, his, his, his moment with you, because obviously the physical body wasn't able to make that, make that visit. Yeah. And, um, and it was during the COVID, right? So we weren't able to see him for more or less the last four months of his life. Wow. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's amazing. So it's like, he found, he found a way. Yeah. To come in and Incredible. Incredible. Now tell us a bit about him, who he, who he is and, and what memories, special memories you have with him. I'm sure there are tons, but just any that come to mind. Yeah. My dad worked in the car business for a very long time. He loved one-on-one great storyteller. People came to him for advice Mm. because he wasn't, he didn't judge. One thing my dad didn't do is he never talked bad about anyone. Yeah. Right. And he always had an open mind. And he, this is what I, and this is what's still in my head. If I get a little caught up in drama, uh-huh. my dad, I can hear my dad in the back of my head. He's like, okay, be nice. 
<laughs> be nice. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll slow it down. So he yeah. was my confidant. So during all this kind of tough times, even with my sister, we'll talk about my sister, but I, I just really went to him in spirit and just said, I really miss you. You're, you're my go-to person. So I even said that to my mom. I'm like, wow, you don't, I don't think you realize what somebody does for you or is for you until that void is until, until it's gone. Until you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you're just like, especially when you're just feeling like, okay, I got to turn to somebody. You will find somebody new, but in that moment, you realize who that person is that you turn to most times in crisis. Yes. Yes. I I think that's so true. And there's no, I think there's no preparation. There's really no way to prepare. Even if we know maybe that someone's time is coming, we know that there's illness or whatever, and it's heading in that direction. I, I don't think there's any preparation that you could have. It's just when, when you have that physical loss it's just it's just going to be it's going to be painful that's just part of it yeah definitely and even with my dad like we knew he was sick but it was completely we were caught off guard like we had we just got the phone call it's not like we got a phone call saying okay he's declined like we didn't get any closure no goodbye my poor mom didn't get to see him for four months that's yeah that is absolutely shocking because you think about like that is a long, that is a long time to go. And I think also because of COVID, it's complicated things for people with their grief in those situations, definitely. Like yeah. that's, un, that's sort of unheard of. We haven't really, well, we haven't experienced that. The husband and wife can't say goodbye to each other. That's you heartbreaking. Yeah. Right? So yeah, super heartbreaking for my mom. So yeah, so that's who my dad uh, was Amazing. to me. And then I've, I've learned now to kind of go in and really speak to him. And I still think I do get my answers because mm-hmm. my mind softens. Yeah. I'm open to, to another, to a solution. Yeah. That's not for me really. Is it like, I know it's not for me because it just comes in like out of like just an idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's the kind of amazing thing is I think that because you recognize that you have that ability to really like receive that help and that kind of little inspiration or that boost of something where you could kind of be guided. I think lots of times we forget, either we forget to just stop and actually be open or we forget to stop and ask, and then we get frustrated. So I think it's, it's so valuable to think about it that way that, yeah, of course, I mean, he wants, he wants to, of course he wants to continue to help and he wants to give you that support. So just you doing your part to, to allow that, I think is the the key. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. He sounds like, a, he sounds like it and he feels very sweet and very sincere. So when he says something, I feel like it's because he really truly means that. And that's probably why people did go to him and why people trusted him so much because he had that integrity. Yeah. That's amazing. And then what about your sister? I know this is more of a, a recent loss. Yeah. So, um, and, and this is what I uh, found interesting is that both of them sent me almost a sign a week before they died. Wow. So with my sister, she loves the Blue Jays. Like she <laughs> loves them. So, and I was just... For me, I, I go to the forest. I'm very much nature. So when I'm struggling with any kind of emotion or anything, that's where I had to. With my sister, I think it was, yeah, almost not quite a week before she died, but about that, I just had to go to the forest as well and just say, okay, what's going on? Yeah. So what do I see? I see only one blue jay. And it wasn't like up high in the tree. It was on the trail, down low. 
-hmm. just looking at me, me looking at it. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is for my sister. So I go for my walk and I go to the end of the dike. I come back and in exactly the same spot, the same bird stand, just sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay, I hear you. Like I, so I knew it was going to be coming soon as well. Mm -hmm. So her passing was within about the week as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so with that, is this something that on the soul level you were aware of, or is this something that you were also like in your human mind, knowing that it was coming? Like, is this something you guys were expecting? Oh, that my sister was going to pass. We knew it was going to be soon now, like it, but it happened a lot faster. Like she was diagnosed with cancer. We thought there was going to be some more time. And then she had a stroke. It was just some events that happened that within two weeks, she passed away. Wow. Yeah. So still, yeah. even if yeah, it's the same feeling of, even if it's still so shocking and it is surreal, it does feel that yeah. way. And she's a young, still a young person. It's not as though she's like elderly and we might be expecting it in some yeah. sense, but yeah. that's, yeah, that is very, that is very profound as far as that loss. How, since her passing, how have you connected with her or how, how have you sort of felt since, since her passing? little surreal still so mm -hmm. I think I'm still kind of processing emotion but the way I connect with her there's a there's a funny little story so I started playing the violin mm -hmm. it'll be two years ago in February when she got diagnosed with cancer actually okay so I found out and I'm like I've always wanted to play violin so ah, I, love I just it. went and signed up yeah. <laughs> um, and then my sister had a, a major surgery because it was on her pancreas and she got an infection she had to go to a wound care nurse and she was just telling the wound care nurse, she's like, my sister just started playing violin because she said, life is too short. You gotta, and the teacher, um, the teacher, um, the nurse turned to her and says, I play violin and I'm an adult learner. Like I just started playing the last seven years. Oh. I have, and, and this is where, even though I had just started, I was mm -hmm. like, this is hard. I had no idea how hard the violin was. Like, mm -hmm. it was hard, but she goes, I have a violin and I was going to give it away. I would love to give it to your sister. No way. Yeah. So this is just from my sister having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. So this lady drops it off, will not take any money from me, like no nothing. She's just like, I want to foster adult learning with instruments. I was like, my violin teacher's like, it's a really nice violin, Donna, like mm -hmm. for a starter. And I'm like, okay. So now this violin is like the last gift my sister's given me right so if it wasn't for her just speaking and saying this because I've actually wanted to give up a few times because it's it's very hard right yeah. um but the last class that I my last lesson that I went to I actually it just came in it's like my sister came in and said to me I looked at my violin teacher I said this is the last gift my sister's ever given me yeah and physically like and it's, it's just telling me like, this is how I will connect with my sister. Every time I pick up the violin, yes, I, I think of my sister. Totally. Even yeah. as saying those words, I was like, oh, it's like she is moving through you, through the music, through the learning. And she basically, in my opinion, is saying it's almost like a metaphor for life. It's like, sometimes you want to just like put it aside and be like, nope, I don't want to do that. It's hard. And then it's almost like she's giving you that extra little nudge to say, yes, you will, you can. And it's worth it. Absolutely beautiful because it's something that you can do that really does honor her because that's something that she did. She, she did that for you. She inspired you to live 
in a different way. Like, not that you weren't appreciating life before, because I know you were, but now it's like, this is something you wanted to do and you're going to do it. Beautiful. That's a beautiful way to continue on, carry her legacy really forward. Yeah. But all I'm going to do is ask her, help me play better. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people can listen, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely incredible incredible and with so okay so we're coming into holiday time christmas time how how i mean this is going to be probably a very different type of christmas anything that you have in mind or anything ways that you're going to kind of incorporate dad and your sister into sort of the the holiday time for my sister learning silent night so i actually might play it for my family like my other not my family that listens all the time but for my siblings actually oh beautiful yeah even though I'll be very nervous because I get yeah but um, I love that I love yeah so I can I can play it now right Mm -hmm. I just have about a week and a half if I play it every day for quite a while so hopefully I can play it very well to honor her yeah Um, yeah and my dad's a funny one Christmas was not his thing No, well, and that's, so how I think I'm going to honor my dad is that my family, we've really just kind of said, well, we really, um, like just my kids and stuff, we just kind of want to do stockings. I would rather my son draw me a picture. It was more the emphasis uh, for me is even on food conversation, just really honoring each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And that's kind of our presence to each other is just to actually enjoy each other's company. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I think that's, that's such a, it sounds so simple, but that is such a a powerful thing to do with intention. And I feel like you guys will have such a peaceful, it'll be a peaceful time and you will feel, of course, you'll feel dad, you'll feel your sister and it will be filled with love, you know, and that's, that's what they, I feel like that's what they would want. Yeah. And my younger sister was very sweet and she actually last, she got uh, my dad put in like an angel, put a picture of him that we all really liked to put on my Christmas tree. Yeah. And then she gave me one of my sister as well this year. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's so important. Those types of things, but the memorial items, the memorial gifts, the, the decorations, the jewelry, the, any of those little things that we can do and keep as a way to sort of memorialize them, I think are so important. So yeah. yeah. Those types of gifts, I think, are just amazing. They're, you can't really put it into words, but it's very beautiful. So oh, yeah. I love it. I didn't realize how much I was bringing more angels in. Oh. So I, I usually always have a wreath on my door, but I actually went and got like an angel. So I have an angel hanging from my front door. Oh, and wow. on my bookshelf, I've put like lights and garland and stuff. And then all through it is all angels. Oh, very nice. For my sister. So yeah, that's another way I think I'm honoring her this year definitely what's her, what's yeah. her first name debbie debbie okay just mm-hmm. like keep her in mind keep your dad cliff in mind and i've seen i've seen photos of your dad and i just remember every time i would see his picture feeling such a light like inside of him it's almost like um in his heart you just look at his picture his little smile he just seems like very um cute like just every time I would look at him I think oh he's so cute and there's a sense that he he is one of those people that it's just that sincerity and I feel like you you Mm. are exactly the same as him so I don't even know it's been years since we would have first met I don't know when but years ago yeah I felt that from you right from the very beginning so you carry that in you as well that's another way that you 
honored that. Thank you. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate you um, chatting with us about your very special loved ones. And yeah, I know it'll be helpful to people to hear about and just wish you tons of love and lots of healing too. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. You too. Well, everyone, there you have it. There is the Christmas special part one, part two concluded. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I have. It's been a real treasure. It's been really, really lovely to connect this way. I thought I would leave you with a little prayer intention that I wrote in partnership with the spirit world. And I hope that you like it. So it goes like this. If you could take a nice deep breath, just relax. May you find solace in a soft, still moment all to yourself. May the golden thread of light that weaves miracles into our lives be made more visible to you during this season of magic. I pray that you bless others with care and tenderness and that others will bless you with the same. Breathe in the crisp air, tell stories, make wishes, and allow yourself to dream. Even in moments of difficulty, I pray that you know how loved you are and that wherever you go, whatever you do, you are seen and heard by so many angels and they all know you by name. Trust in the love that surrounds you this Christmas and always. With love from me to you, I hope that it reaches you wherever you are in the world, where, whenever and however you're listening. Thank you for being a part of this moment with me. And thank you for trusting and being there in a relationship and a partnership with the spirit world. So leaving you with that, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, enjoy. I know that my heart is with you.